0: What's up, everybody? Yo. Chewy here with Potty Potty. How's it going? Yo, doing fantastic this evening, Chewy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Watching some minors getting ready. Uh, well, let me clarify that. Watching some goals, minors, playoffs and uh doing this uh, podcast with you oh fantastic you look draped up in mink outfits yeah. what are you wearing this evening is, is that the same <laughs> as last last time yeah we got the chewy robe i i had to get back out of bed for this one so just slapped on the chewy road or else you'd see some uh, chewy nipples if i didn't have it on
1: and there we go yo this is episode number seven Lucky number seven, game seven, Warlocks, live right now. It's in the third period, 12 minutes to go, Warlocks are up, 1-0, and I got full faith and confidence we're pulling this one home. This is a fantastic episode we've got in store for you today. Um, Let me tell you when we start, we've got 82 subscribers. Our goal is honest and it's humble. 85 subscribers, we need three more to subscribe. If you're not subscribed, you're watching this, come on, man, just Please click that button. Now, we're going to move over to the standings. We got plays of the week and then two special segments featuring Cushing. We've got award predictions and we'll wrap up with the cherry on the cake, you know, to be announced later. So let's move in to the standings. We've got the pro standings. I'm going to hand this off to Julia right now.
0: Yeah, we got the pro standings uh, before well, last episode. Playoffs hadn't started yet. We did our predictions and now we're we're at the finals starting tomorrow, or it would be today when this comes out on Tuesday. We got Jacksonville uh hosting the Alaska Arctic Wolves in the finals. Alaska this series, all well, this whole playoffs, they've uh they've been the comeback Kings. So let's see uh if they can take it uh and bring the cup home to, to Alaska. What are your thoughts on the playoffs so far, potty?
1: You know, I uh <clears throat> I've written this down, so I'm going to recite it, but this is like a, a reflection upon my performance as a player and also my perspective on the future that it holds. So, what I've learned from the series as a player is that in order to compete for the puck offensively and defensively, I must increase my speed and puck handling. At times, It was four on five, whereas a quicker center would have given the team a five on five even advantage. Personally, I also want to see Potty shoot the puck more, and I believe I should increase my shot pass bias by one, but I want to run that by my coach and my GM to get their perspective on it before I ever do anything like that. And finally, I'm going to invest my plus two twitch points towards attributes that increase the overall like speed and resiliency of my player. That's what I've learned. And that's my my perspective.
0: Well, I can't deny you changing your past shot bias now, or else uh, it'll look bad now that you've told the world. (laughs) I'm joking. Uh, No, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good to kind of look at your player and see what you need to work on. I mean, it's your first season in the pros. You can't, uh, can't, uh, I mean, Put that weight on yourself. That there's only so much progressions you've already had, right? So, <coughs> yeah, we'll uh we'll take it over to the minors standings, though, which are currently going on. So uh, we'll give it to Potty here to uh to give us the updates.
1: Yeah, though so this is live. I'm talking third period. uh Saskatoon just took a shot on Duncan. Nine minutes, forty-five seconds at the time of that. My heart stopped. This is as close as it gets. It's three and three in the series. Warlocks are up one. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, there you go. I cannot believe that. Now it's all tied. This is the series that I've ever seen way crazier than last year. And we've got a monster of a hit. One, one, third period, nine minutes to go. Warlocks, Saskatoon.
0: Yeah, and just for uh, for anyone who hasn't watched, uh, Warsaw was up 3-0. Saskatoon came back, tied at 3-3 in the series, and they just came back again to tie at 1-1 in the third. So, it's, uh, it's an interesting playoff so far. Man, <laughs> we'll see your reaction uh, probably in the next few minutes on this episode.
1: Uh-huh. Well, guess we will. And now, for plays of the week ooh, number one we've got Cuevas see him clear that puck all the way down the ice and he's just taking his time to get back up there it's double overtime and ooh like nothing sinks that puck right into the back of the net once again here we go big boy Cuevas scoops it up sinks it in that's how it's done And number two, we've got Escola, passes it to Pendleberry. Pendleberry up to Escola. Watch out, windmill deke to the top left-hand shelf. What a beautiful goal. Again, Pendleberry gets it to Escola, flips it around, and whirls it in. What a great goal. Number three, my man Leathers. He's at the face-off at the other end of the rink. Gustafsson passes it to Leathers as he crosses the halfway point, and boom! Did you see that? Well, don't wait. We're going to show it again. It's a bottle rocket of a shot, and he knocks off that water bottle for that extra salty surprise. Number four, my man Magnus. I don't know who's got it, but they pass it, and it gets intercepted. Magnus gets it back. Oh, it was Magnus. It was Magnus all along. What a miraculous play. Looks like he tries to give it to his teammate, fails, pushes him back, and then sinks it in for the OT winner. And number five, Nordstrom. Face off. We got Stryker getting that puck, pushes him back. Jones to. Oh, if you couldn't even see the name that quickly, but we saw it was Nordstrom with a killer slapper, one timer right into the goal for the OT win. And number six, Tekenen. We've got uh, Vipers and underwater undertakers, and Ducks got the puck, but it's stolen by Cornwall, who then passes it to Hammer. And Tekenen from the long range, slapper. Let's see that one more time. I know it's a long play, but, you know, sometimes you just, you got to appreciate greatness when you see it. We got Cornwall who makes the nice defensive, offensive defensive play to hammer and then, boom, long range in. And finally, number seven, we got Young. It's a face-off, third period, 7.5 seconds on the clock, a shot could go in, allude to Lee, Lee tries again, but Young shuts him down. Sometimes these plays defy the laws of physics, but we can see how Young mystically prevents the puck from going in. And now we're back from our plays of the week moving on to the award predictions. I'd like to pull onto the screen Kevin coaching
2: Hey, thanks for having
1: me. Kevin's pleasure to have you here as our rinkside analyst. How do you feel this evening?
2: Uh, I'm I'm glad to get the job. <laughs>
1: Fantastic! Yo, we've got uh, pretty great uh, award predictions in place, so I wanted to pull that up onto the main screen right now, and I'm going to talk through, you know, what these are. So we've got the uh, most valuable player, you know, um, easily the MVP. We've got the goals ambassador, best representative of players. The Lidstrom Trophy,
0: best defenseman. So we got the Waugh Trophy for best goalie, the Solane Trophy for the best rookie forward, the Bork Trophy for the best rookie defenseman, the Tortorella, not Tortellini, but the Tortorella for the best coach, (laughs) the Bergeron for the best defensive forward, and the next one you are going to get to, the Baumgardner for the best defense, uh, the best minors defense, and the McIntyre for the best minors goalie. Warsaw 2-1 with 3 minutes left in the
1: game. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, man. I didn't see that, but that makes me happy. Uh so so we've got um two sets of votes right here. We've got myself and we've got Cushing and uh, let me tell you, Cushing is a genius. And this is like the the excel excellent brain being applied mathematically with quantitative evidence towards picks and predictions. So represent this as like the league is numbers. I represent the rookie and uh, Chewy who would usually vote has abstained because he's on the, you know, award committee. I think that's, you know, totally makes sense. So we're going to start off with the most valuable player and we're going to ask who was your pick? And my pick was David Leathers. I think that he's done a fantastic amount for the league specifically in dublin and i believe that he is the most valuable player what do you think cushing
2: i actually went with the same pick you know you say you go by numbers and, and you, you kind of do but david leathers was the only player all year who absolutely embarrassed cushing <laughs> and like that that doesn't you know go away but if you if you want a meaningful number there was no player who had more impact on faceoffs than David Leathers, who won wow. 66% of wow. his 424 face-offs. So it wasn't just a small sample size. Uh, add to that, you know, leading the league in points, um, despite not having as many power play goals as a lot of the other top leaders. Uh, I mean, he he was just all across the board, uh, just a, an all-around great player. This was not a very difficult decision, sadly.
1: Oh, fantastic. And, you know, I I know Leathers would love to hear this, but the Warsaw Warlocks just won the minor league championship. And, uh, you know, uh, Leathers was like, oh, you know, like the best professor you've ever had or the best teacher. To me, that was either like Miss Hilton in first grade or one of the professors I had at Emory. And Leathers was like that person to me when it came to learning strategies and lines. so shout out to leathers on this fantastic win and shout out to the warlocks organization and uh, you know dedicated to Tyler Grimms who brought all of this forward. so shout out to all those people.
0: Awesome. yeah, I mean I'll, I'll weigh in D- uh, David Leathers it's it's a safe pick for sure uh, like Cushing mentioned, the face offs are are important. Uh, I mean, he—you could argue that 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 line Bear and Rose—they—they they pulled their weight, but it's tough to say if you put another center on that line if they would be as productive this season. Um, a few other people that that are definitely big mentions: uh, Tom Krieg on Alaska. He he, almost uh, took home the OV Award this year, and production-wise from the rest of his team, the points weren't there as much, so. A lot of a lot of the points came from Tom Krieg, so that's uh, that's another uh, good one to look at this season.
1: Yeah, it you know being and D MVP is one thing, but like, what does it mean to be the goals ambassador, the best representative of players in the league as a whole? So for me, I chose Chewy Canadian Amelia Rose. Uh, I think, has exemplified what it means to be inclusive, to be able to take people of all backgrounds and to enable and empower them to be successful in the league is the greatest sacrifice and the greatest achievement you can do. So I think that uh, Amelia Rose deserves the Goal Ambassador Award.
0: That's very nice of you, Potty. Thank you for that
2: a uh, completely different direction i i i think it was a uh, poor taste to even nominate her um i i went with the same pick <laughs> uh yeah obviously you know uh taking over the stats team oh my man um that was not an easy task the sheets alone are, are such a pain to maintain uh and with all the roster moves that had to be made and, and things like that um Plus, just doing this. Oh,
0: well, I appreciate that. I mean, this league—it takes a lot of people to run, takes a lot of people to grow. Um, I mean, there's uh, on—I know on my list that there's a number of people that that deserve to be up there, and and I really hope we can uh, shout a lot of them out this off season. Absolutely,
1: and speaking of that, we'll move into the Lidstrom Trophy the best defenseman. Chewy, I think it might be safe for you to announce the award, and then I'll say the recognition. Sounds good. Does that sound good? Sounds okay. good. Okay. So so I've got Bernard Gustafson out of Dublin. I've really enjoyed playing with uh, Gustafson or Gustafson. To me, I just know the player by their last name spelled because I clip every single goal, and I know which ones are the ones that I remember And these are the ones that I remember. Uh, So that's my pick.
2: This one was uh, actually pretty tough. um, Because if you look at stats, Gustafson was actually almost identical to my pick, which was Doug Britton. However, because Mm. defensive stats are so lacking... Uh, I did something that I know Doug himself would not approve of, and I looked at some raw defensive attributes. I I think uh, stick check is such a a valuable uh, attribute. And, you know, other things like uh, shot block, you know, they they matter, but they just don't show up in the stats. And so when I looked at who I thought was the most complete defenseman, um, both stats and attributes, I went with Doug Britton.
0: Awesome. Yeah, both good picks. Potty looks like a homer with his first three picks. I wonder what his fourth is going to be. But uh, moving on, we got the the Wah Trophy for the best goalie, and uh, Potty. Let's start start off with your pick.
1: All right, can I just ask uh, a question? <laughs> I
0: feel like everybody might. What's a homer? A homer, so someone that uh, that that sticks. Like, I mean, you're putting up all <laughs> Dublin players and you're a dubbing player uh so you're kind of a homer you know you you cheer for the home team so uh okay, okay. <laughs> yeah it's it's not a bad thing it's it's uh, it's a good thing to be a homer but uh we'll 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 see who your goalie pick is so so let's uh, let's announce that Elias Rose did i pronounce it right chewy uh so yeah my my son's name is pronounced Eliash so Eliash yeah Eliash Rose, I could not be
1: prouder of a goalie uh, to work with. Um, I've seen just like a battering, kind of like the, the Battle of Tyre, where there was like this island and Rome kind of invaded it. And in order to get to it, they created a land bridge out of shit. And then they attacked it with catapults and trebuchets. And ultimately it fell, but like Rose doesn't fall. So I think that like one of the greatest goalies to play with. And in for uh, you, Cushing? Yeah. This one was I I think
2: this was my toughest. Um I I in addition to the one you mentioned, I, I wanna throw out the names Josh Young, James Stone, and Mike Twinscrew. Uh, I thought all three uh, were Absolutely. Like, I won't flinch if any of them win it. Um, I ended up going James Stone. I thought there was a, a great balance between the amount of shelling he took, uh, which was still at least uh, above average, while still maintaining uh, one of the best save ranks. Uh, in a lot of cases, you'll see someone was one or the other. Uh, like Elias, Elias Rose. Uh, great save percentage. But when the shots are, are spread out due to the great defense around you, it's it's a little bit easier to not get lit up on those rebound goals and things like that. So um, very arbitrary call because there's not a lot of stats you have to work with.
0: Yeah, it, it, that's an interesting one. And James Stone, we know last season, he, he did win the, the Watt Trophy and the MVP, oh, okay. actually. Uh, and this season, Josh Young ended up tying his record for shutouts. So yeah, like you said, uh, it, uh i mean josh young would would probably be up at the top of my ballot he he did yeah. have the best stats all around but but it's it's a toss up really for for the top goalies in the league but i mean, it was
2: thinking <coughs> to go jt waters just because he had the most assists <laughs> you
0: know yeah that, that is true i i believe he did break the record this season for assists <laughs> uh but next up we got the Solani trophy for the best rookie forward potty go ahead with your pick Salami,
1: you know, I like to serve my salami on some rice cakes. Coming in and destroying for the first 75% of the season, um, you know, a second line, sometimes first line, but mostly second line uh, forward, uh, you know, performed exceptionally well for 75% of the season. And I think that for anybody to excel for that amount of time, You know, is exhibitant of a best rookie forward, and that's my pick.
2: Yeah, again, another tough one because with forwards, you know, one of the nice things about uh, being a defenseman is you can just play defense, and that's okay. Whereas for forwards, you really have to, I feel, have some impact on both sides. Um, in the end, I ended up going with Don Fletcher. But uh, I'll be honest. There were a lot of names uh, that that really came out to me. For for what it's worth, Potty, I had you top five. I mean, and those were by my own extremely arbitrary weights.
0: Yeah, this uh, this season's rookie this this season's rookie award is going to be tough. I mean, you have two Jacks players at the top. Uh, you know, some people may say because they were so good offensively. You know, maybe they. They reap the rewards from their from their veterans, but you know it, you can't always look at it like that. So this, yeah, the, there's so many rookies up there in points. Probably one of the best uh, rookie classes we've had, uh, and we're gonna speed it up a little bit because we are uh, going a yep. little long. So next up, we got the Bork Trophy, best rookie defenseman or goalie. So a goalie or a defense can win this one.
1: Simple choice here. We got Kevin Cushing out of Melbourne. I thought was a straight killer defenseman, and that's my pick.
2: Yeah, I, I picked myself and, <laughs> and explaining why would just be stroking my own ego. So I'm, I'm going to move on. Okay.
0: Well, we'll wait for your uh, your stroking ego later on. <laughs> next up and we for...
1: got... Oh. Go, oh, go ahead. I skipped the segment.
0: No problem. Uh, next up we got the Tortorella Trophy uh, for the best coach of the season. And uh, for Potty Potty, we got. Oh,
1: David Leathers for sure. Simple choice. Excellent example. One I'd stand behind in the field at battle.
0: And Kevin Cushing, who was your choice? I went with season?
2: Jacksonville. Uh, if you look at the season they had, and the fact that not only are they not over the hard cap for next year, they're not even at the soft cap. I mean, with what they've done with the, the cap available to them. Is nothing short of, of outstanding.
0: Yeah, yeah. I this is this one's always a tough one because you know you kind of want to look at the best team that produced, but you also it's always good to look at the teams that you know what they look different from last season. So I know this year uh, we got Redwater who who was never really an offensive threat, but uh, they made a couple of trades in the in the season, and then the last two weeks they went on an eight game win streak. They push to make the uh, the playoffs, and and that's a that's a big change. So, I know Redwater, uh, Albuquerque made a push, Florence as well, and Glasgow both both of those teams as well fighting for playoffs. So, you know as lo- as much as I love to look at the top teams, I also like to look at the teams that that made a big change uh, from the previous season. And uh, speaking of big changes, we got the Orr Trophy for the best offensive defenseman. Who do you got?
1: I got easy, peasy, Reezy Fulton Reed, uh, I think, just made a fantastic splash. Uh, big numbers being put up. In my mind, I see them compared to other numbers, and I'm like, wow, these are huge. But I don't remember what those numbers are. <laughs> but I think did a fantastic job this year.
2: I went slightly different. Uh, even though Fulton Reed was the points leader, which you think would be, you know, all it takes, I actually went with Michael Kennedy just because uh, there were two more goals as opposed to just raking an assist, which, let's face it, in Dublin, there's a lot of assists up for grabs. <laughs> uh, bear in mind, by that logic, you'd say, well, why not Mikey Adams, who had eight goals, which blew away other defensemen. He played, I can't remember exactly how many, but I want to say it was about five games at forward, uh, and he did get quite a few goals in those games, and I, I didn't feel comfortable uh, picking him for that reason.
0: Yeah. And an interesting point, actually, on on your defense for points. Uh, Last season, Doug Britton led and broke the record for defense points with, I believe, 28. And Fulton Reed ended up taking the award last season. Uh, So I know Doug, you know, called snubbed on that one. But it's not always points to get the best offensive defenseman or even best forward. Because, you know, like you mentioned, there's a lot more that goes into this game than points points. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville can argue you can outscore any other team, which it looks like they did this season, but not every team can can do that. So um, we talk about offense. Now we talk about defense. So let's go on to the Bergeron Trophy, the best defensive forward this season. Best
1: defensive forward this season. And oh, let's make sure. Okay. And, uh, you know, I <clears throat> put myself <laughs> potty potty And, uh, you know, let me give you some stats behind this. So, first of all, what I read is that a highly exceptional NHL player in face-off situation will have a 57% success rate. In my first season, I had a 59% success rate in face-offs, and I grew that from the ground up. I also had 28 hits, which was... um, Oh, no, no, no. I had 20 hits, excuse me, which was highest among all centers on Dublin. And I had a, uh, I was the tied for the first in assists as a rookie. So those are my accolades, and I stand behind them.
2: Yeah, um, I went with uh, Brett Solberg. Uh, Again, for anything defensive, I looked at attributes as well as stats, just uh, due to EA not caring about defense. Um, 80 defensive awareness, 89 stick check, and then on top of that being a center, uh, winning over 50% of your faceoffs uh, makes it a little bit harder to get lit up on those quick two-second goals. So yeah, yeah, I went awesome. with uh, Britt Solberg, and let's face it, uh, Glasgow now Rome, not a a great team to be on uh, last year. I'm glad to see them turning it around. So I tried to spread out the love uh, across the teams a little bit.
0: Awesome. Yeah, Brett Solberg, I know he he's always up there in def- like that's I mean, he's a big defensive forward. You'll see him up there on this on this ballot every season. And uh next up we got some miners awards. We got the Jaffrey trophy for the best miners forward <coughs> potty, if you can uh, announce your pick there.
1: I've got Taylor John Reeves, our featured guest of this episode, or maybe the next one, depending on how things pan out. Um, but put up the most points in the minors uh, record accolade. I think it broke previous seasons. I don't know if it's the highest. I went with uh, Vanya
2: Kovalchuk. Uh, Again, there's a lot we don't see with minor stats, so I I did go more attributes because I didn't want to just do points. But uh, just a a great, well-rounded player. Awesome. And I think the most
0: pro-ready out there. Great. Uh, the bomb gardener for the best minors defenseman.
1: I've got oh, oops. I've got one <laughs> awarded posthumously to Tyler Grimms before he left the league. I think oh. that Tyler, Tyler Grimms was the absolute best defenseman in the entire minor league was the best player that we could have played with. So that's who my vote's for.
0: Cushion, who do you got for this one? I, I went with Jake Prudhomme. Yeah.
2: I, again, like these are, are so difficult to judge. Um, so it's kind of whatever you prioritize.
0: Yeah. J- Jake is definitely one of the, the premier defensive defensemen of, of the minors right now. And I wouldn't be surprised to see his name go in, in the top five or ten in the, in the draft upcoming. And finally, we got the McIntyre trophy for the best miners goalie.
1: And for the best Miners goalie, the champion reigning minors team of the year, the Warsaw Warlocks, we got Joey Duncan. Nobody was dunking on him. He was blocking shots. <laughs> and uh, so that was my pick.
0: All right. And Cushing, last one of the picks.
2: I went uh, a little bit wild and went with uh, Arnold Schotzenstauber. Again, if you look at the, the absolute volume he had, Uh, to still be over 90% just blows me away.
0: Yeah. And probably one of the best goalie names in the league. I mean, yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. It does not hurt. It, it definitely creeps up the ballot with a name like that. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you both for your uh, nominations and who you believe should win all these awards. Potty. That's a lot of Dublin players. I think we need to, to work on the, 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 uh, not being as big as a homer because uh, we're, we're going to lose a uh-huh. lot of non-Dublin fans on ringside <laughs> if we keep seeing this, but uh, okay. nonetheless, nonetheless, it was awesome. Thank you both for your picks, and uh, we'll see the awards get announced hopefully this upcoming weekend. Alright, now we're going to our interview with Taylor Jean Reeves. Hey, it's Potty Potty here with T.J.R. Taylor John
1: Reeves, the world-famous minor league champion, and in my book, the all-star minor league player of the year.
3: Thank you. It's great to join you guys and talk some uh, some goals in here.
1: Excellent. Um, so I'm,
3: I'm curious, like, uh, what brought you into the league? Um, so, I mean, I've always been surrounded by, like, hockey stuff. I mean, I grew up in the East Coast, so it's either you play it or you're surrounded by it, but uh, the Sim aspect of it was uh, I actually started in ECFL which had a fall out the black to Um, but I was brought in pretty much through Victor Davis which is also known as Shared fame and uh, Tank Falco I think it's what is his, uh, his player's name or his name and in uh, goals is they're both from their tickler uh, for other people that were trying to figure out who it is uh, so they kind of brought me into the same thing and like listen this is what happens this is what is done and then the two leagues that stuck with me was ECFL, which is a football one, and then and then goals. So goals was a lot of fun because it was it's very interactive when it comes to watching the game itself and seeing yourself progress and, and just get better. That that's probably the part that I kind of enjoyed. So yeah, I'd probably give it to those two. Really kind of brought me into. Here.
1: That's nice. You know, we owe it to those that that brought us to where we are today. And then you know, upon their shoulders we build our futures. And you've you know built a, a name for yourself. So I'm kind of curious. You know how did you come up with your name?
3: I mean, the big thing is obviously Ryan Reeves. I mean, he's a big favorite of mine. I mean, just he just he just he just Reeves, you know, he just he does what he wants, Revo does what he wants, kind of thing. I mean, the player is kind of completely different. Um, but I just want to have something, you know, try to make a story out of it. I think that's the one fun part that. Uh, is cool about this stuff is you can create this this character, create this story that's never been told before about like this, this kid from Kingston and like I'm not from Kingston, but I can create that story and, and, and just embody that or you have plenty of guys in the league that are not even from uh, America that make their characters American or make themselves American and they get to embody that too. So yeah, that's kind of where the name came from. I uh, just had three. obviously spelled different, thought I had to go a little different. had to get a little, get a little, get a little French in there, a little French Canadian. <laughs> so uh, I thought it was a little fun to add that in there.
1: It's it's a great name. It's, you know, it's going to look awesome on the headline papers when, you know, we talk about what's going to happen next
3: year. Um, but let's talk about your player to date. How did you kind of pick your player type? Um, I've always—I mean, even when I played—I mean, I played more floor hockey because nobody in my family knows how to ice skate, so that's the unfortunate of that. But I've always been that type of style where the risk is whether it's a live or die for me. Um, so getting to do that with a player, even playing shell as a kid, uh, was always to always, always be the sniper whether those uh ECA uh ESHL uh whatever they call it now and stuff like that. It was always a sniper. So I thought I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna add that in there, kind of have almost relative to to who I am or what the style like. And it's easier for me to track. I mean, if I make a defenseman, I'm not six foot three, I'm not this monster of a kid that played linebacker in high school. I like, got I can't relate to that. So it at least gives me that connection to the player uh more than I would if it was something else.
1: Absolutely. And you know, having that connection is, you know, really important for you personally. And, you know, a connection is something that over time it grows
3: and kind of evolves. So I'm kind of curious, like How have you progressed your player? I mean, there's multiple ways. I mean, the literal ways, obviously, watching the streams and things like that and then the progressing the weekly. Um, It's just – it's kind of finding this out and learning from other players in the league and other coaches. Um, That's one thing that I probably teach people is, like, get to know people around that's been in the league. They'll tell you things like, hey, like, change this because you can mess with Shell on this part. Like, work on your – uh, wrist or accuracy more than your shot or something like that. So it was just kind of finding the itches and stuff like that. And I mean, for me, I mean, when you get into the league and you you put your guy a sniper, you're like, all I want to do is shoot. But if I can't skate down the ice at any speed, that's nothing. So a lot of times the speed skating was kicking in there. And that's like one thing I teach new people, like don't get caught up in your player's style. You got to make your player stronger. You'll know what the itches are. Like when I first started minors, I mean, this was my second year going in, uh, but Tokyo, um uh, the year before I was with the Warlocks and that's one thing I noticed. My guy was slow. I was like, I could get in front of the net, but if I can't have the puck or I can't move with that, it wasn't doing anything well. And obviously it paid off this year uh, with the success, the team and myself were able to have. So,
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's been a hell of a year. And, you know, uh, I don't have your stats for the postseason, but I, I know they're tremendous, but I do have your stats for the regular season. You put up 24 goals, 12 assists, 36 points. That was the highest among anyone in the entire minor league. So big shout out to you there. And I'm kind of curious, like why do you think you scored the most points out of any
3: other minor this season? Um, I think it had a lot to do with coaching. Um, Shout out to my coaches. I mean, Canadian's been on on my tail every day. Hey, how you been? Like, you, there's no need to check in with somebody when it comes to this stuff, but it's always helpful. And especially with able to let you know, hey, these are the progressions that you should probably do. That helps out a lot. I mean, I did have a year under my belt, so my my starting overall in the season did get kind of ahead of everybody else, or at least the younger guys. um But I think it was a lot to do with the team. I mean, shout out to Kovalchuk. I mean. Me and him on the first line, I mean, it was it was bread and butter a lot of the times. We kind of got away with doing stuff. And, and being the sniper was kind of, I mean, I want to say it was abuse, but when you're playing against the young goalies and your your wristers maxed out by the halftime of the season, it kind of gets into play. And I was lucky to be able to do that. But it's the stats on my own are, are great and all, but, like, I mean, I tell Canadian all the time, and I tell everybody, even when it came to a draft day, like, It's, it's not about the personal awards. I mean, I would love to score a hundred goals every day, uh, Monday through Sunday, but if I rather get the chip and and that's what matters at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. We, and we uh, totally value you for that kind of selfless opinion. I think that's really what's most important there as well. Um, And I'm, I'm curious. So, you know, you've talked about Chewy, you know, Chewy Canadian. Um, What are your plans for season five?
3: Um, so it, it takes a lot of the coaches have been a huge help. You've been a great help as well. Uh, and Dublin, even with me being just an affiliate at the time or, or being in the minors, they were ready to, to talk to me and figure out what my future was. So um, my goal is to play with them and get called up and, and work with the main squad. And, you know, um, shout out to any of the guys that are coming up with me. Uh, if they're coming out of the minors, I think Cova might be one of those, uh, which is great because he brings great chemistry. And I think it just, Dublin's right there to me. I mean, that was that was the thing that kind of brought my eye when I, when I they asked me to to, to join their team after draft they came and unfortunately I didn't get drafted and played with a little chip on my shoulder in this great team that was already has won it all that was so involved with knowing the player I was and to make my player greater. Uh, that that just embodied it that's why i went there and sure enough you know they asked me to he's like hey like what do you what's your plans do you want to enter the draft i mean you you'll lead the league in points and stuff like that and kind of reminded me i'm like listen i don't get here without you guys if i'm getting a call i'm going to answer that call and so it's to make everybody else you know uh that that skipped out on on the play that TJR was uh, kind of regret it. I mean, I don't mean to sound cocky when I say that, but it just kind of adds to the the, the fuel to the fire of the game itself. So I I couldn't I couldn't back away from the people that actually cared about me to to move my player forward.
1: Well, excellent. Well, you know, uh, we at Dublin are are thrilled to have you coming in into this upcoming season, and you're going to have a foundational role in you know the success of this team over the long term. So you know, congrats and uh really looking forward to it. Um, What advice do you have uh, for new rookies entering the league for the first time?
3: Yeah, I'd probably say a couple of things. I mean, get to know somebody. People are not afraid to message you and not afraid to to teach you and stuff like that. Uh, those chats are always helpful and don't feel like if you if you miss like the stream that you can't your player is going to be so far behind because it's a it's not going to be that don't get caught up in being in the pros your first or second year do not because look at me I'm second year and now I've I've led the league and uh, led the minors and stuff like that and created a player ten times better than I thought I would and kind of get to know the coaches uh, this is something I kind of got lucky with I mean you guys kind of just it kind of just fell in my lap uh, of of how progressive like the team was. But Dublin does it the best, or at least for what when I saw, it was just like, it's, all right, this is what we're doing, all right? Like, we're going to – this is what we want you to do, and this is how you're going to progress. We know the player you can be and what's the best for the team and stuff like that. So it's about teaching you while also progressing you. Because, I mean, there could be times where you're just like, oh, like, just get your progressions in. Um, and so, no, don't diss to any coach or, or team that does this, but – and when it gets to the newer guys it can be really messed out and and i don't mean to bash tokyo at all tokyo is great you know to be a part of that team was amazing uh that got me into the league but i got that from uh the squad in dublin that talked to me in warsaw and i was able to actually progress so much more and i didn't even actually see as much streams as i wanted to this year with the work and stuff so it was it was pretty cool so it's try to get to know some players around you know the coaches Get involved in the chats. Obviously, try to watch as much streams as you can, uh, and don't miss your progressions. Uh, it, it's not that hard to, uh, to yeah, and they'll always be on you no matter what team it is. Uh, but yeah, those are probably the key stuff about it, and obviously, half. Yeah.
1: Exactly, great, great advice. I think if anyone can follow those kind of bits of guidance, they'll find success. You know, throughout their their experience, however they want to take their player. So you know, looking, we have a question that we ask kind of everyone. Um that comes onto the show, you know, goals is what it is to you. But
3: do you have a perspective on where the league will be five years from now? I mean, five years, especially for a sim league's almost like 10 years, because a lot of times it's like two seasons in a year. Um, but I think it's going to be as far ahead as, as far as I can be. I mean, the amount of people you see from last year watching the stream to now are so much greater, and the interaction just get more. And as the league grows, new teams get to go to the league. And you have more personality in some league and stuff like that. So I think, honestly, it's going to be at the peak of probably Sim itself for hockey um, because there really isn't uh, the issue that a lot of other Sim leagues have where people are like, oh, like I'm going to get involved with this. I pay all this money to make my guy or or, there's no way I'm getting drafted or I'm not getting any involvement. Goals has that. There's no no sitting around before you can actually get started. So I think that's the great thing. And, and not only has the pros expanded, the miners are expanding with it and which makes it 10 times better. And and I think it's, it's just going to be at the peak of all, uh, of all mountains. Peak of all mountains. What a great way to
1: close it out. I love that uh, great image in my mind. Uh, You got any like shout outs or visibility you want to bring to anybody or anything?
3: Um, the obvious answers are uh, Kickler, a.k.a. Falco, and uh, Victor Davis, a.k.a. Uh, Assured Fame. Those guys get me into the Sim League, and even when I'm busy. They're, they're pretty helpful and stuff like that. Um, players-wise, Kovalchuk, couldn't have done what I did this year without you. Uh, that first line was just dirty. The Cheech and Chong, the minors, uh, as we, we called it this year. Uh, so shout-out to you. Uh, and obviously all the guys that are uh, coaching and, and all the players that, that you're surrounded by that are even not on your team. Uh, I think one cool thing that, that I was able to experience being in the second year of the minors was playing as guys I played in Tokyo. And you kind of have that little HD and you're like, like Brian Jones. I mean, Jones, yeah, I remember playing the same line at Tokyo. And I was like, when I played you guys, I was like, I want to kind of take it to you guys, you know, and kind of, and kind of score there. Um, but yeah, shout out to pretty much everybody in mean, the coaching. I mean, you, Chewy, I've been more than helpful team at Dublin. I mean, they're, They're amazing as it is, and I can't wait to get that journey started. So, yeah, more than a few names, but uh, the league itself.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, TJR, Mr. Reeves, we appreciate you coming aboard today, um, and we wish you all the best of luck in the journey ahead.
3: Thank you so much. Glad
0: to join you guys. And we are back. Thank you, Taylor, for for the interview. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Great talking to you, and uh, we're excited to see – your plans for the for the upcoming season well thank you so much cushing for all that info and uh well you know we'll have we have had you on as an analyst this time hopefully we can get you on as a guest next time to learn more about you and your uh your experience in other leagues and uh and just more info on on kevin cushing
2: hey thanks i'd like that
0: all right body's still in a daze (laughs) yeah i'm good but you know thank you to our viewers that have
1: tuned in today and don't forget to become subscribers to be informed of tomorrow
0: thank you have a great night everyone